Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Yes, folks, that was destroyed by CFOS, and how appropriate it is destroyed here on Thanksgiving week. Raw Radio back again, ladies and gentlemen, Monday, November 21st, 2016. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGiolmo. Welcome to Episode 70. Yes, folks, the big 7-0 we have reached here. 1-724-444-7044, caller ID, one three eight seven four four. And we are going to have a wild and crazy time this afternoon here. And believe me, we got a lot to talk about this afternoon as we head into Thanksgiving week. But let us uh, introduce you right now, ladies and gentlemen. First off, before we get into the uh, big uh, smorgasbord of the day, however, let's welcome in how our guest three in the chat box. Guest three, we're glad you're here. However, we hope you're ready for a wild ride today as well as the rest of our panel, including my co-host at the moment right now, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine from Front Royal, Virginia, ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome in the Mr. Redskin man himself, Mr. John Gross. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. As am I, and I think we're all doing good. However, we have a lot to talk about, so let's dive into the news right now. Earlier this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, apparently WWE and former NXT World Champion Finn Balor made some news this weekend as he attended an insane championship wrestling show called Fear and Loathing 9 in Glasgow, Scotland, Sunday night. Balor was replacing Mick Foley on the show due to Foley's Survivor Series commitment in Toronto this past weekend. As a result, Balor came out during a matchup last night between Team Dallas and the Black Label where Control of the Company was on the line. Wrestling Inc. reports that Balor ran down in an ICW shirt, however, known as Insane Championship Wrestling, and hit former TNA and WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, a.k.a. Drew Galloway, with a pipe to help Team Dallas win. John, we know for a fact, however, that Balor is going to be out until next year due to an injury, however, but he tweeted it out earlier today, however, mind you, however, that he was wearing an ICW shirt and proud of his accomplishments. First off, i got to ask you, what was Balor doing there in the first place when he's supposed to be recovering and a WWE superstar currently? And number two, was this a smart move for Balor to come back this early? I have no idea why they would let him be, come back this early. I wouldn't either. I mean, he is not supposed to be back, we understand, until March or April, and he's still recovering from that injury, ladies and gentlemen, after what happened back in August. Uh, do you think WWE is going to take some action on Balor because of this? They might have to. Yeah, they might. You're right, they might. We'll see. I mean, we're definitely going to keep our eyes and ears peeled and see, ladies and gentlemen. No doubt about it. Now, some other news going on, ladies and gentlemen, is what happened last night in Toronto as well as this past weekend. The first of which, however, occurred at 
the five-on-five men's match involving Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon we're referring to. We understand last night Shane suffered a severe concussion in the five-on-five match when Roman Reigns speared him out of the air, knocking him loopy. At one point, however, Randy Orton broke character, we understand, and headed outside of the ring to console Shane's family, who was sitting ringside. I believe his wife and kids were there. Uh, that being said, we understand Shane had a tough time leaving the arena last night and is still feeling the after effects from today. Uh, John, what do you make of this whole story? Oh, man, when I when I saw Reigns deliver that spear, I was like, oh, no, he hurt himself. Yes, he did. And you could tell his eyes were on the back of his head. A lot of people stopped. I mean, were st- and the match kind of stopped midway through, however, wondering how bad he was hurt. I mean, not many people were wondering how bad he was hurt. But you go back and watch the tape again. It, it is probably one of the most brutalist spears you ever will watch, ladies and gentlemen. It is just that brutal, to say the least. And we're definitely going to be keeping our eyes and ears posted on Shane. Uh, we understand... I believe Shane uh, has checked himself, I believe, as of today, out of a medical facility in Toronto and could be there maybe tonight at Monday Night Raw. We don't know yet, however. Uh, apparently, the plan was for him to pin him. Now I'm reading right now after countering the coast-to-coast drop kick, but they said, however, mind you, he later told everyone he was feeling okay. So it looks like he's okay, ladies and gentlemen. So that, that's kind of encouraging. But uh, we're not sure if he'll be at Raw tonight there in Toronto where they've been the last few nights or if he'll be on SmackDown Live tomorrow night in Ottawa where they're going to have SmackDown Live at the uh, Tire Center, if you will, the Canadian Tire Center, that is, ladies and gentlemen. And we will definitely be keeping our eyes and ears peeled on that. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, a gentleman who will not be appearing on Raw tonight, however, is what happened last night. And ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you right now, we're going to have a lot to talk about this week on all of our shows, including this afternoon here on Raw Radio, about the big main event that went down last night involving Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg. The man I'm talking about right now is Brock Lesnar. Brock will not be appearing on Raw tonight due to the fact what happened last night. We understand he flew home this morning. We're not sure how angry and irate he is. I can imagine he probably is very upset right now. Our own First Lady of Wrestling, the Black Widow herself, Michelle Lynn Dodds, we understand is said to be very, very upset. We're going to have a lot to debate about this here in the 4 o'clock hour this afternoon. You want to stay tuned for that, folks. This is going to be a very, very uh, spirited debate, if you will, here on Raw Radio from all of us, Howard, not just John and myself, but we also got the Heartbreak Kid coming in. Mr. WCW could be stopping by. The King, Gerard T. Smith, might be in the house along with the Blackwell. We're definitely going to take your phone calls again here on this, and we'd love to hear back from you on all of this today. 1 724 444 Caller ID 138744-Pound, and we will be on until a little after 5 today to hear your thoughts about this. But, John, as I said, this big story coming out of Brock Lesnar is that he will not be at Raw last night, or excuse me, tonight, due to the fact that what happened last night was a very interesting matter and opinion, and we will talk more about the matches in more detail. But i got to ask you, your thoughts about this whole thing with Brock Lesnar last night. Oh, man. I'm sure everyone was not happy with the way the match turned out. Yes. I was even the, in my 16 years of wrestling, J.D., yes. in my 16 years, Yes. Of watching wrestling. Yes. We can we turn, turn up your phone a little bit, too. What? Uh, turn up your phone a little bit, if you could, too. We're having a tough time here. And we want to acknowledge Guest 4 is now in the chat, as well as Guest 3. So, Guest 4, welcome to the show. Uh, we would love to hear back from you on NXT, as well as last night's Survivor Series. So, please, if you feel like calling in, uh, we have given you the number and the ID. So, please feel free to. Go ahead, John. Sorry about that. Continue. Okay. Um, well... 
I can tell a lot of people were not happy about this, Mitch. Mm-hmm. And in all my 16 years, J.D., yes. all of my 16 years, I've never seen uh, a finish like that right there. Oh, yeah. I- I've been a fan 25, 30 years, and I would have to agree with you. It was unbelievable last night. A lot of people are still dumbfounded of what happened. And there are some people saying some people on the creative side knew what went down, but they're not divulging who it was, Howard. And we're definitely going to talk more about this throughout the day and throughout the week, Howard, here on all of our shows, including here this afternoon. So this is definitely one you want to keep an eye on, uh, to say the least. And as you heard the theme today, due to the bet that John and I had, and we'll talk about this right now, it was Samoa Joe's uh, NXT theme known as Destroyer. Believe me, it was definitely destroyed all week long, Howard, with two killer shows, and we'll talk about those shows right now. The first of which we'll talk about NXT TakeOver last Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. 12,000 people packing into the Air Can Center. It was a great show, and we'll talk about each match in detail and get your thoughts on each one as well, ladies and gentlemen. So buckle up. Get ready. We're going to have a good time here as we divulge it right now. Of course, 12,000 packed into the Air Canada Center, as we mentioned, ladies and gentlemen. The first match of the evening on this Saturday night show was the glorious one. Bobby Roode against the perfect 10, Ty Dillinger. I said Bobby Roode was going to win. He did win, Howard, as it went 16 and a half minutes. But Ty Dillinger, you've got to give him his props, Howard. He fought pretty well, but he just came up a little short on this one. John, your thoughts about Bobby Roode, Ty Dillinger? Oh. Good matchup between these two. Totally expected Bobby Roode to win this one. Yes, and there is talk right now Bobby Roode could be the next in line, however, for the NXT Championship chase. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. Obviously, time will only tell. Up next, folks, the Authors of Pain, my new favorite tag team in NXT, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite new tag teams, Akeem and Razier with their manager, Paul Ellering, who was basically put in a shark tank, if you will, took on TM61, Nick Miller and Shane Thorne. Ellering was not allowed by any means to be at ringside. He was above the ring, but nevertheless, this team, the Authors of Pain, brought the pain yet again and continued to look pretty good in the process, winning here in eight and a half minutes to win the Dusty Tournament. Your thoughts about this one? Oh, I'm glad now Authors of Pain I've got the second Dusty Rhodes Tournament Classic. Yes. And would you say at this moment, how, and Guest 4 has just left us now, so Guest 4, thank you for stopping in. Uh, we hope to hear back from you at another time, but Guest 3 is still with us, so sorry about that, John. Uh, I've said the Authors of Pain since the very beginning have been a very dangerous team. They're like the new Road Wars, like a new demolition. And I'll tell you what, these guys aren't here to play games, guys. They're here to hurt somebody and hurt somebody bad. And TM61 found the other night, however, despite Paul and trying to interfere, however, what they mean is Akeem and Razim, however, definitely brought the pain, let's just say. And now they are the Dusty Roads Tag Team Champions this year. Speaking of champions, ladies and gentlemen, we go to our next match, probably one of the better matches, if not one of the best matches of the entire night, ladies and gentlemen, the Revival. Dawson and Wilder, ladies and gentlemen, took on Johnny Gargano and Tomasio Chiapa, mind you. As a result, the Revival won the first fall in five and a half minutes. Unfortunately, however, DIY tied it up, and then DIY went on to cruise mode, however, shortly thereafter, although both of them were fighting back and forth. This went 22 minutes and change. As a result, DIY finally captured the belts over Dash and Dawson. This one, to me, was probably one of the best matches of the night, maybe one of the best matches of the year. John, I didn't see this one, but you did. Tell us how it was. Oh, it was an amazing contest. And would you, and, say, um, would you say right now the Revival could be on their way to the main roster at this point, or do you think the main, they, we could uh, maybe see a little bit more out of this? I mean, I'm thinking the Revival are on their way very soon. Yeah, they could be on their way. 
We'll see. I mean, these guys are pretty good, I understand. But i got to give my props to DIY. I like DIY, too. I mean, these guys fought a good match in Brooklyn back in August. I just watched it before the show Saturday night. And then I haven't seen this one yet, but I will definitely check this out. I know you said this was a great match. I know talking to King NWO T. Smith along with the Black Widow was telling me this was also a great match. However, I spoke to her yesterday afternoon briefly. I mean, this one definitely stole the show, however, and was well worth it. Now, Speaking of stealing, ladies and gentlemen, however, up next, however, was the women's championship match between Mickey James and Oscar. Jim Ross, of course, was seen at ringside, but as we've got to see good old JR for the first time in a long time. As a result, Oscar and Mickey James was a pretty good match. I watched this match, but once again, Oscar shows how tough she is, however, and as a result, she gave Mickey all she could handle, but in the end, Mickey James came up a little short short and for a chance to get the NXT title. Nevertheless, a good effort by uh, Mickey James. John, your thoughts about Asuka and Mickey James? Great matchup between these ladies and the respect. I thought Asuka was going to take Mickey's hand, but she just spurked at her. Just said, no. JD? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Go ahead. You were saying. I'm listening. Go ahead. But she just said no and just walked off with the win. Now, the big question is, where do they go from here with Asuka along with Mickey? I've heard Asuka could be taking on Ember Moo, Billy Kay, Payne Royce. I don't know where they go with her next. I mean, Asuka's run through NXT like a human buzzsaw. Mickey, I don't know if she comes back full-time or part-time after this. We'll have to wait and see. But... uh, Mm -hmm. We'll definitely be watching this carefully. Now, we go to the main event, ladies and gentlemen, involving Samoa Joe and Shinsei Nakamura, however, the king of strong stuff. But Pat Patterson was actually there, too. And he had a good front row seat, as well as the entire crowd did. In the end, however, again, a great entrance by Nakamura, a good war between these two. These guys, we understand, are going to be fighting in Japan and Australia in the next few weeks, however, for the title. But at the end of the night, however, once again, it was my man, Samoa Joe, who I told you all last Monday on the prediction show, as well as all last week on some of the radio shows, however, he would be champ once more and even up the score with Nakamura. He did so in 20 minutes and is now a two-time champion. Your thoughts about Joe and Nakamura, too? Oh, never there never has been been there has there been a first time yes. that no one has won the NXT championship twice. Mm-hmm. Never. Nope. Not Finn Balor, not Neville, not even Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. Samoa or Joe Bo did Dallas. That. Or Bo Dallas, right. Samoa or Joe Big did e. Or Big E, yep. Samoa or, or Seth Rollins. Rollins. Seth Rollins, right. So Samoa Joe set the bar. If you will, he raised the bar, so to speak. And this was a good match. I watched this match I, uh, myself briefly yesterday before the pay-per-view. This, this was entertaining. I like this match. These two have good chemistry. But Joe, once again, shows why he is a tough, tough hombre at 285 and the Samoan submission machine. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a tough, tough warrior, shall we say. And not to discredit Nakamura. Nakamura fought a hell of a match, too. And I think we're far from done with these two. These two are going to, I'm sure, will go to a third and deciding match, ladies and gentlemen. And we're definitely going to be keeping our eyes and ears peeled on that. So you might want to watch and see where they go from here. Again, we've heard that these two guys could be fighting in Japan. We could be seeing these guys in Australia in the next few weeks. I mean, it's going to be really, really wild, to say the least. So definitely watch, or excuse me, watch out for this. Uh, before we get into uh, Survivor Series and also um, our thoughts there, uh, we're going to ask John real quick uh, his rating on a scale of 1 to 10. What did you rate this show? I would give this about an 8. 8. 
Okay, so we both score an 8 on this one. So, yes, NXT folks, once again, coming up with a big effort here. And before we get into the Survivor Series now, ladies and gentlemen, I know everyone is wondering what we're thinking of the Survivor Series. We are going to turn it over to John for birthdays and dates in history from Saturday till today. So we're going to do that right now, and then we're going to get into Survivor Series talk, because believe me, folks, we have a lot to talk about there, too. So, John, let's start with the birthdays and dates from uh, Saturday till today. What do you got? And while John's and while John's working on, ladies and gentlemen, let us remind you: tomorrow night we're going to have a very special wrestling revisited pre-Thanksgiving edition with none other than King NWO Gerard T. Smith and Marty McFly himself, ladies and gentlemen. One three nine nine two six pound as at seven p.m. and then nine o'clock we'll be talking about Raw NXT. And a preview of SmackDown 901, ladies and gentlemen, 138055-pound. But Raw and SmackDown, or excuse me, Raw, NXT, and Survivor Series will be on the table tomorrow night. Begin with Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, and the rest of the gang. So you want to stay tuned for that coming up tomorrow evening. Good. All right. Come on now. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right, 15 years ago today in Omaha, Nebraska, Mad Dog Sean beat the Breezer to win the AWA World Heavyweight title for the first time. What's this? 50 years ago. Oh, okay, so that was 1966. Yep. All right. Okay, let's see what else. 26 years ago today at WWE Superstars, Taping in Rochester, New York, Mr. Perfect beat the Texas Tornado, Terry Von Erich, to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Hmm. Very nice. Yep. Oh, come on now. Come on. All right. Okay. Hold on, Janie. Take your time. Take your time. We're not in a big hurry. And, and while we're doing that, as uh remind you, ladies and gentlemen, also that uh, we will be having a very special Wednesday night edition triple stack for you beginning at 6.30 this week with Outside the Ropes. The caller ID is one. 1- Four one three eight seven pound. We will talk about the latest new movies from this past week and the new ones coming out this holiday weekend, including Bad Santa 2, as well as the newest one that just came out, uh, the prequel to Harry Potter, which grossed over $75 million this week, ladies and gentlemen, as it was a big well, office weekend for that. However, that will begin at 6.30 p.m. this Wednesday night with Mr. WCW and myself. We'll talk about your favorite movies, music, politics, sports, non to wrestling, and maybe some wrestling talk, too. You never know here this coming Wednesday on Thanksgiving Eve.
This was the first Survivor Series not to take place on Thanksgiving Eve or Thanksgiving night. That's right, yes. Yep. Um, Bret Hart beat Diesel in a no-disqualification match to win the WWE Championship. And that ended Diesel's WWE Championship reign at 358 days. That was the longest title reign since Hulk Hogan's year-long reign from WrestleMania 5 to WrestleMania 6. Hmm. Interesting. 16 years ago today, WWE presented Survivor Series from Tampa, Florida. Hmm. And uh, we... We... um, we uh, had a main event between Steve Austin and Triple H. Yes. And Triple H tried to escape in a waiting car, but Stone Cold lifts Triple H's car via forklift. Hmm, interesting. And dropped it 30 feet with Triple H inside, presumably to his death. Yes, that was in uh, Tampa, wasn't it? Yep. That's what I thought, the Ice Palace, yes. Now we're seeing the Emil Arena. Oh, and there were some interesting stuff for uh, Monday Night Raw. Yes. In 2001, uh, Paul Heyman was fired by Vince McMahon. Yes. And taking Paul's place in the commentary booth was none other than Jerry the King Lawler. Yes, the King had returned that night, and that was the same night Ric Flair uh, returned, if you remember, at the end of the night, however, when he confronted Vince and told him he was partners with him. Remember? Yeah. And, and that, was actually, that, was actually, that was actually down in uh, Chad's neck of the woods. Our boss, Mr. W. Sorry, Chad Hinshaw's neck of the woods in Greensboro. And William Regal was rehired as he kissed McMahon's beat derriere. Yes. He joined the Kiss My Ass. He was the first full member of the Kiss My Ass Club. That's right. Yes. Yep, and also the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, made his return and announced that the consortium to form the alliance was Ric Flair. That's right. Yes, yes. Yep. Um, Ten, let's see, what else? Nine years ago today in 2007, Chris Jericho returned to the WWE. Hmm. Interesting. And declared that he returned to save us from Randy Orton. That's right. I do recall that. Yes. Yep. And today is a somber birthday. Bittersweet, if you will. It would have been the 56th birthday of Miss Elizabeth. Yes, the great Elizabeth Hewlett. Mrs. Randy Savage herself, the first lady of wrestling, however, of managers, and also the first true diva of her kind, or woman superstar of her kind, who should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. All hopefully, right. Hopefully, in a few months, when the Hall of Fame is announced, they will give her her due. 
Oh, she she has to go in this year. I feel she's way past overdue. Just like a lot of these superstars we've mentioned over the years. I mean, Owen Hart, Brian Pillman, Rick Rude are just some of them. I mean, it's crazy. All right, very good there. What do we got as far as Sunday goes? Let's do Sunday right now. Okay. 26 years ago today, WCW presented Clash of the Champions. Hmm. 13. Thanksgiving Thunder. Yep, Thanksgiving Thunder. I did a review on that, actually, believe it or not. Uh, last week, I think, it was on the uh, outside, uh, the busing we visited show. But go uh, nice. 23 yes. years ago today, WCW had Battle Bowl. Ooh, that's right. I do remember that. Yes. 22 years ago in 1994, Alondra Blaze uh, Bull Nakano beat Alondra Blaze to win the WWE Women's Championship. All right. What else we got? 15 years ago today on Nitro from Augusta, Georgia, the perfect event beat Alex Wright and Elix Skipper to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. What was that? Augusta, Georgia, you said? Yep. All right. Um, 14 years ago today, Jeff Jarrett beat Ron Killens to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. Hmm. Five years ago today, WWE presented Survivor Series from Madison Square Garden in New York City. There you go. Yep. And it featured the in-ring return of The Rock as him and... John Cena beat the awesome truth. Yes. And CM Punk won the WWE Championship and went on to have a WWE Championship for 14 months. Yes, that was a long time, I remember. That was that was the biggest reign ever at that time, too. Yeah. And that was in uh, the Garden, you said? Yep. Okay. The last time they had that had it on a TV... On a pay-per-view, well, they had a special on the WWE Network. Baby? Yeah, I'm listening. Go ahead. And four years ago, Caitlin was arrested during a SmackDown taping. Oh, why was that? For an outstanding warrant on an unpaid speeding ticket. Hmm, interesting. Yep. All right. November... Here we go with today. Well, do we have any birthdays from yesterday? No. Okay, no birthdays from yesterday. Okay. Well, I do know for a fact, though, that tonight on the network, after Raw, you might want to watch this, they have the unauthorized story of ECW. You might want to check that out. Okay. <laughs> so that'll be worth checking out tonight. Okay, go ahead. All right. Here we go. Yes. 28 years ago today, in, uh, which would be 19, 1988, yes. Ted Turner signed papers officially finalizing the deal to make him the new owner of yes. Jim Crockett Promotions, hmm. the top NWA affiliate in the country. Hmm. And we all know we're... Where this led to. Yes. 
WCW. That's correct. WCW presented Mayhem in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. How fitting is that, however? Yep. And it was Bret Hart that won the vacated WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Yes. All right. 16 years ago today, both at a SmackDown taping, Billy Gunn won the WWE Intercontinental title over Eddie Guerrero. That's right. I do recall that. And also on that same day, SmackDown, Know Your Role, was released in North America. That's right. Okay. Eleven years ago today, after the uh, wake of the sudden passing of Eddie Guerrero, WWE announced that they were instituting a new drug policy. Yeah, it's a shame they did it too little too late. I mean, if they would have done it too late, however, they could have saved Eddie. Yeah, seven years ago, the Hulkamania tour made its first of four stops in the Rod Lover Arena in Melbourne, Australia. What was this at? Melbourne, Australia. Oh, okay. I mean, but, but, but when was this? Though? I mean, what, 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 was it the Hulkamania tour you said? Yes. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and the main event was Hulk Hogan beating Ric Flair. Yes. Um, six years ago today, WWE presented Survivor Series from the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. Yes. Mm. Randy Orton beat Wade Barrett to retain the WWE Championship. John Cena was the referee, and as a result... Cena was fired from the WWE. Well, he was fired because, if you remember, I think it was a few weeks prior to that, or a month prior, or a few months prior to that, he was maybe a few weeks or maybe a month prior leading into that, he was forced into being a member of the Team Nexus, if you remember. Yes. So, yes. Um, three years ago today, WWE takes the 200th episode of NXT. Hmm. Interesting. Who was on that show? Do we have an idea? Sami Zayn and Tyson Kidd. Great match. I remember that. Yep. Antonio Cesaro and Leo Kruger. Yep. Better known as Adam Rose. I remember that. Yep. yep. Paige and Sasha Banks. Good match. I remember that. Yep. The Ascension and Bo Dallas and Adrian Neville in a lumberjack match. Hmm. Talk about some great superstars there. A lot of people, I remember most of these guys are up on the roster now. Some of them are no longer with the WWE, however, though, too. And also we had a bittersweet death as well, too. Mm. Mad Dog Vashon. Yes. One of the the most underrated wrestlers of his time. Former AWA competitor and the father of uh, Luna Vashon. And brother of Paul the Butcher Vashon, if you remember, back in the 80s. When he used to wrestle up in Toronto, up in Gerard's neck of Canada. He was a big, big superstar up in Canada, I remember. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's all for the histories and birthdays. Well, no actually, birthdays. actually, we do have some birthdays today. I got some. Uh, Shane Douglas is 52. The franchise from my hometown of Pittsburgh, a.k.a. Troy Martin. Not my cousin Dan. Uh, but I do want to send out a special greetings to his father, my uncle, who's 75 years old today. Happy birthday to my Uncle Tony. Uh, 
Nikki and Bree Bell are both 33 years old today. The Bella Twins celebrating a birthday. And, nice. Yes. And Afa Anoy Sr., one of the Wild Samoans, 74 years old today. So uh, happy birthday to all these uh, great superstars and to my wonderful uncle, who I hope is listening today. So I told him to listen. I would give him a shout-out on the air. So if he's listening, my Uncle Tony... Uh, Tony, if you're listening, uh, this is J.D. along with John right now. We're wishing you happy birthday here on Raw Radio. Uh, unfortunately, your son, Mr. Dan, and Fonzie, of course, will be here later on. But uh, we all want to wish you happy birthday here from the radio network. And all of our uh, radio colleagues want to wish you a very special happy birthday today. So enjoy the day. Hope you're listening and uh, kicking back here on this very chilly, blustery Monday afternoon here in late November. So that thank you very much, John. And uh, before, all right, Janie, uh, I gotta get myself a drink, but I'll be right back. Okay, no problem. While John's doing that, ladies and gentlemen, let's remind you: uh, this Wednesday night, of course, we will have a very, very interesting wrestling debate on the table, beginning at 8 p.m. Gerard and Michelle, myself, one three nine nine two seven pound ladies or five pound ladies. You know, will be the. Uh, Caller ID number, not 139927. That is the other show for Friday night, Howard, the after Thanksgiving show edition of Women's Revolution, where I'm sure Michelle and her friends, along with Gerard, will talk about Raw, NXT, SmackDown, ROH, UFC, MMA, and all sorts of goodies, including survivors. But this Wednesday night, I'm sure Gerard, myself, and Michelle here on the debate, 139925-pound, will definitely be talking about what was a very interesting and a very controversial ending to last night's Survivor Series, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about that here, as we mentioned here. We're coming up here when John returns to the line. And, of course, I will have to step out for a second. John will give you the plug and everything. But he, we will definitely be talking about that this afternoon until 5 o'clock. You might want to stay tuned. We are just getting started here in the first 30 minutes of our show. And believe me, the next hour and a half, you might want to buckle up, folks. It's going to be a bumpy, bumpy ride. Of course, at 9 o'clock on Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, we will be talking about SmackDown. Of course, they are taping SmackDown Live tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, in Ottawa. Next week, of course, they will be back in the Carolinas, if you will, down in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the Time Warner Sports Arena, now renamed the Spectrum Center, if you will. No, not the Spectrum that used to be the home of the Philadelphia Flyers there and our good friend Greg, Big Diesel Gregory Kramer's hometown of Philadelphia, PA. But this is now renamed the Spectrum Center after a cable system, if you will, as they will be coming to you live next Monday night from the Queen City of North Carolina, Charlotte. Yes, folks, the home of the 16-time champion and two-time Hall of Famer Ric Flair. And then, of course, next Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely have SmackDown Live for you from Charleston, South Carolina. But next Monday, folks, we will be talking about the aftermath of Thanksgiving We'll also give you an early preview of TLC, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, TLC is in two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, two weeks from this Sunday, coming up on Sunday, December the 4th, live on the WWE Network from the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. And then two weeks after that, the week before Christmas and three days after the Iceman's 40th birthday, it'll be a very special year-end edition of WWE Roadblock Un. Over the line, coming to you live from the PPG Paints Arena, ladies and gentlemen. John, I know for a fact before that, however, they're going to be in your neck of the woods five days before on December 13 for a very special tribute to the troop show there in the nation's capital. I'm surprised you haven't got tickets yet, but uh, it should be a pretty good uh, couple weeks leading to Christmas as we are counting down the final month of 2016. Oh, yeah. And uh, I will have to step out for just two seconds, Sean, if you want to talk about anything else real quick, ladies and gentlemen. I will be back in two minutes. All right. 
Call me. It's one three eight seven four four pound, and you can talk to me and JD here tonight on Raw Radio. We should have a good time here tonight. We should be expecting a lot of guests coming the show. And who knows? We might do a little bit of trivia matches. Who knows? As well. So, hopefully we might have lots of fun here tonight, as we always do. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay, and now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about Survivor Series. Yes, folks, Survivor Series. And we'll tell you what kind of event it was last night, ladies and gentlemen. And we will definitely give you our thoughts here. And, of course, we will also be expecting more from you, the fans out there, and also from some of our panelists here on the radio network this afternoon here in just a little bit. So let's get into it right now. The first show of the night, match of the night, I should say, was a six-person Cruiserweight Championship matchup. It pitted TJP, TJ Perkins, the dancing man himself who always has rhythm, Rich Swan, and Noam Dar taking on Davari, Gulak, and Nice. This went 12 minutes long. Swan performed a standing 450 to pick up the win in 12 minutes. John, your thoughts about this six-person Cruiserweight matchup to start out the show? I'm pretty glad they opened up the show with... um. The cruiserweight, as usual. Yes. Mm -hmm. And would you say uh, that uh, Rich Swan was the MVP of this match? Because it looked like, to me, he was the MVP in this one. Yeah, I think he was. I mean, that standing 450, it looked like he was dancing on a pogo stick before he went down on Navarre for that standing 450, which was just incredible. I mean, of course, the Cruiserweights have their big show coming up a week from Tuesday, of course, called 205 Live. Of course, Mauro Ranolo and my own good friend, my one of my favorite announcers of the WWE more and more. I'm enjoying this man and his work as announcing, and that is Corey Graves from my hometown of Pittsburgh, of course, will be a part of that show. Uh, as a result, they got to see uh, these guys uh, do their stuff, and we'll definitely see their stuff however, coming up a week from Tuesday on the WWE Network after SmackDown next Tuesday. Now, our next match was another interesting match, however. It pitted 48-year-old, the Big Red Monster, Corporate Kane, however, instead of being Corporate Kane, it's the Big Red Monster Kane, if you will, taking on Luke Harper, believe it or not. Harper, of course, has been out for quite some time due to a severe knee injury, but of course he is making his way back onto the roster again after being out for quite some time. As a result, Kane made short work of this guy in nine minutes. I thought this was okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was all right for what it was. John, your thoughts about this matchup between Kane and uh, Harper to close out the pre-show? Wow. Kane proven at age of 48 that he can still take take a mon- take big man down as well, and he can still put people to hell as well. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. I, I would have to agree there. No doubt about it. I mean, even though, I mean, he is getting up there in years, Howard, and he has not given done... The fact, given the fact and considering that he's been in most Survivor Series shows more than I can count. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, sorry about that. I was distracted there from Michelle was just messaging me for a quick uh, moment here, however. And I think she could be she was saying she is planning on making I think she is on her way in. She just messaged me a few minutes ago. And I believe, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have the Black Widow here join us here in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, here, just short of the four o'clock hour, unless she's coming in, however. Uh, like I said, she can't stay long, but she is coming on, though. So get ready, folks. We're going to be ready for what should be a very, very bumpy ride, however. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. And we are definitely going to hear a lot to hear. Lot to, no, lot to hear from Michelle here in just a few minutes. She will not be staying long, unfortunately, however, due to a prior commitment, but we want to give a shout-out to her son, Caleb, who just started wrestling practice last week. Caleb, we're pulling for you guy this year, however. She'll be here in 10 minutes. So 10 minutes, folks, get ready. The Black Widow is coming, folks, and get ready. She's going to gobble up some flies, however, along the way before she lets loose on a big tirade. I know she's got a very angry tirade waiting, and we're waiting to hear what she has to say. But uh, we'll definitely hear from her. We also hope to hear from Mr. W.W. Chad Hinshaw. We also hope to hear from uh, Gerard T. Smith joining us this afternoon. And also we're expecting Fonzie as well. So, folks, we're just getting uh, the uh, bullpen warmed up even more, Howard. So, I mean, they continue to uh, slowly melt here, let's just say, with the temperatures, Howard. But the heat is definitely turned up a notch here this afternoon here on Raw Radio. Um, as I said, folks, we're now going to talk now about the actual event itself. Our first match of the night, however, was Team Raw and SmackDown in the women match, but Nikki Bella was taken out prior to this, and everyone's asking who it was. I have two ideas who it could be. It could be either Natty, or it could be possibly Carmel, but I also could think it'd be either Charlotte or Nia Jax. You never know. Anyway, this went 17 minutes and changed. Charlotte and Bailey were the sole survivors, but then Bailey got attacked by Charlotte afterward. John, your thoughts about the match? And overall, who do you think was the one that took Nikki out? I think it might have been Natalia. It could be. It could be. I I meant I talked to Mr. WCW about this last night after the show ended. However, we we kind of came to the foregone conclusion it was that I I have a feeling it could be Carmella though. I still think it could be someone like Carmella or even Alexa Bliss though. You never know. It could be them. But it also could be someone like Charlotte, considering what went down last Monday or Tuesday night on the 900th edition of SmackDown when uh, Charlotte there was uh, brutal, basically attacked by Nikki, however, or after Nikki uh, took a swipe at her when Charlotte was acting sarcastic towards Nikki and acting real smug, let's just say. But I don't know. Uh, what were your thoughts about this matchup overall? Um, Good match. Yes. Uh, but the way I, I could have seen things going down, it might have been either Charlotte or Becky one-on-one to see who the better diva was. But Oh, yes, I would agree. I would definitely I would have to agree there, yes. I thought that was going to be the case, too. Um, who do you think out of the women, though, really stood out? To me, I think Nia Jax looked pretty impressive last night in her first showing. I mean, she didn't do too bad, I thought. Yeah. I thought she looked pretty impressive. But uh, the one that I think really looked kind of weak and really had a tough time getting her rhythm going, I hate to say it, it was Naomi. Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity, really kind of, I wouldn't say lost a step or two, but she just kind of didn't click, you know? I mean, she Uh didn't have that it factor last night, and I thought she was going to. But, oh well. Anyway, folks, that's what happened. 
Next, we go to the IC title matchup, and this one I'm going to go off on big time. I know Michelle's not here yet, but I'm definitely going to get it out of my system before she gets here. The Miz and Maurice, of course, taking on Sami Zayn for the IC title. Miz, of course, once again retains the IC title thanks to a fake freaking Fake Ring of the Bell by Maurice. This one absolutely disgusted me. This appalled me. I am absolutely getting more and more disgusted by the Miz and Maurice's shenanigans. I don't know why Daniel Bryan isn't taking action, or at least Shane is taking action against these two. I mean, they should have done something with them last night, however, left Maurice in the back. But no, because the Miz, however, needs his little wifey poo at his ringside and beck and call like his buddies, the Spirit Sock Squad. He finds a way to cheat as usual and retain the ISO. This one I thought was good, but I just did not like the ending. John, your thoughts about this one? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I mean, something has to be done soon. I mean, okay, we know the Miz. You love a lot. You, we know you and your wife love to kiss some ass, however, of the higher ups in the WWE. But come on. Sami Zayn had this match won. And what do you do? Oh, yeah. You decide to pretend to do a fake freaking uh, Ring of the Bell screw job right in Canada of all places, Howard, and in front of Sami Zayn's friends and family, Howard, not in Montreal, but in Toronto. Yeah, that's sending a great message to your IC title holders there, WWE. That's guys like you slap in the face who have held that belt for a long time, whether it be guys like Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, Pat Patterson, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. I mean, come on. That's just absolutely a crock of BS, if you ask me. It really, really is. Now, speaking of which, however, we went backstage and we had a little segment involving Braun Strowman, James Ellsworth, Mick Foley, and the club. What did you think of this one? I thought it was hilarious when Braun Strowman told James Ellsworth, don't I know you? Yeah, and Ellsworth ran. He looked up and he saw how tall, realized how tall Barn was. He was like so panic stricken. I mean, he was biting his lip and his. He was just like he was like a little chipmunk, if you will. He was he was petrified, if you will. Speaking of petrified, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us to our next match: Team Raw, the consisting of the New Day, Enzo and Cass, Carl Anderson and Gals, who I thought should have been the sole survivors. Sheamus and Cesaro, the odd couple pairing, the Felix Under and Oscar Madison of the WWE, as I'm calling them more and more, and the idiot Shining Stars, which I still think was a mistake putting them in this match, of taking on Team SmackDown, consisting of the one-man band and the Rhino, the man-beast, if you will, American Alpha, who continues to get screwed over time and time again, I feel, which is a shame. The Usos, who I think are probably one of the best heel teams right now in the entire company next to the club. The Hype Bros, who's starting to warm up on me a little. And then, of course, the Fashion Police, Tyler Breeze and Vandango here. We saw Kingston eliminate the uh, Fashion Police early, but then the New Day, the captains of the team, got eliminated early here, John, in less than a minute. Prior to that, however, we went down to wire. Sheamus and Cesaro became the survivors by defeating the Usos. i got to ask you again, a two-part question is, number one, your thoughts of the matchup with Sheamus and Cesaro beating the Usos, and two, what was up with the New Day getting eliminated that early? That surprised me. Well, I'm surprised that Sheamus and Cesaro were the sole survivors yes. of this one. Yes. Second of all, I was surprised to see the New Day get eliminated as well. Yes. And do you think? I was like, yeah, that that I was, was like, new, no was, way. Yeah, that 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 surprised me too. I said the same thing too. I'm like, what's going on here? I mean, are, I mean, is is are they doing something right? However, I mean, are they doing something? 
Are they calling an audible here? Are they making a mistake here? I mean, why are they? Uh, why did the uh, new day get eliminated a minute earlier? It just it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I can understand with the fashion police after they started writing those tickets and started flipping the tickets to everyone. I mean, it was kind of funny, but it was kind of hokey. And uh, before we continue on with my thoughts, I want to acknowledge guest five is now logged in the chat. Guest five, welcome to the show. If you want to call in, feel free to one seven two four 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 seven forty four. Caller ID one three eight seven four four pound. Pound one, and you can join us right now. And guest five was just in, and now he's gone. So whoever it was, thank you for joining us here, guest five. Uh, getting back to what I was saying about the New Day now. Um, I don't know what they're doing now with the New Day. I really don't. The last few weeks, ever since uh, really Hell in a Cell, they haven't done much with them. And they keep saying, oh, they're going to try breaking Demolition's record. They're going to try breaking, uh, becoming the new all-time uh, champion's record as far as reigns go. And now guest six is logged into the chat. Guest six, welcome to the show. Uh, we would like to acknowledge you, and if you feel like calling in, uh, you know the number, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. 7044 caller ID, 138744-POUND, and you can join us right now until 5 o'clock this afternoon, as well as any of you people out there who are listening to our show right now. Uh, but getting back to the new day, uh, I understand they're trying to break Demolition's record, Howard. I understand that. But at the end of the day, I just don't think they're going to do it. I really don't. I said this before, and I'm going to keep on saying it. I don't think they're going to come close to breaking Demolition's record unless they do. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, we'll see. Tonight they got a big match with Cesaro and Sheamus because Stephanie and Mick gave them a match against uh, Cesaro and Sheamus after what happened here last night. And, of course, Cesaro and Sheamus hanging on by a thread, of course, beating the Usos. But to me, the team that I think that's getting screwed over more and more, and I just mentioned it on the SmackDown side, obviously, is American Alpha. I don't know what they're doing with these guys. These guys were like coming in like a house of fire from NXT. They were big and strong and tough, and now they just haven't done much with them in the last few months. I mean, I understand one of them was hurt for a while. That's understandable. But since he came back, it just seems like they're not doing anything with American Alpha. What's your take on that? Yeah, I don't think they're doing anything right with American Alpha. Do you think maybe uh, they're going to wait until the end of the year, early next year, to start the reset button on them, or do you think uh, it's too little, too late, and they're going to have wait to till, make up, I think. Wait till early next year. Yeah, that's true. They could. They could. I mean, we could see that happen. I mean, you never know. We could see that happen. That's a very good possibility. I mean, that's a very strong possibility. Again, like I said, I do think, however, we'll have to wait and see, but I agree with you about that, but I just – I think it's ridiculous because, I mean, American Alpha came up in August, and everyone said, oh, they're going to be so good. They're going to be so tough. They're going to be the next great tag team like uh, Haas and Benjamin. And that was the plan until Sheldon Benjamin got hurt. Benjamin was supposed to be their manager at Kurt Angle. I could still see that happening, maybe. But right now, it just seems like they're not doing anything with these guys, and they're wasting them. I mean, yeah, they've had a good feud with the Usos. They've had a pretty decent semi-feud with uh, Slater and Rhino. As far as the Hype Bros, I don't know if they're going to start a feud with them just yet. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but that's the only thing I see right now. It's just, I don't know. I mean, these guys have so much potential. They're so good, Gable and Jordan are. And, of course, they've had some great matches in NXT. You have to go back to maybe the matchup they had with, uh, I think it was DIY, or maybe it was possibly maybe the Revival earlier this year. And uh, that's when I first noticed And These guys really wowed me. And since they came up to the WWE, they're still impressing me. Don't get me wrong. But I just think at the same time, they got to do so much more with these guys. They really have to. And I don't know why they're not doing anything with them. So we'll definitely uh, be keeping on that. And of course, uh, Guest 6, if you feel like making a comment or you want to say anything, please call in this afternoon. We'd like to hear from you as well as well as anyone else that Up next, ladies and gentlemen, another Cruiserweight matchup, ladies and gentlemen. It was uh, 
basically an interesting one. Kalisto and Brian Kendrick, of course. Baron Corbin showed up here, and as a result, Kendrick won by disqualification, so he is still the Cruiserweight champion. i got to ask you your opinion on this one, and what was up with Baron Corbin showing up there last night, John? I don't know. He's not a Cruiserweight, if you ask me. Oh, no, he's not. He He's a big, strong, tough guy, and I'm wondering if they're working out a trade, maybe, or they're trying to maybe tell him, you know what, we have no more room for you in Raw right now. You can go over to Raw and maybe make an impact and take on guys like KO, uh, Jericho, uh, Rollins, Roman, uh, and so on, Cass. I mean, for a while there was some talk they wanted to make some trades, however, and at the same time, I don't know if you could do that now. But, again, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, really, it's just... It blows my mind that they haven't done anything right with Corbin either. Because, I mean, Corbin came up last year, right before WrestleMania. They said, however, they were going to do some work with him. They really were. And that was the plan prior to WrestleMania. I mean, they really wanted to do something with him after winning the Andre the Giant Battle World because they thought he was one of the heavy favorites, and he ended up winning. But since then, however, I mean, it just seems like over the last two or three months, they haven't done much with him except feud him with guys like uh, Apollo Crews, Dolph Ziggler. It just. I don't understand it, you know. I just really don't understand that at all. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like American Alpha. I mean, you could set the reset button on this too, you know. You really could, however. I mean, you really could. But like I said, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens between now and the end of the year, though. Right now, if I'm uh, Daniel Bryan, how, I would definitely say at this point, however, mind you, uh, what was I going to say? I would just say, you know what, Howard, if you're going to act this way, Howard, we'll just send you over to uh, – Mick and Stephanie, how and see how tough you can be against guys like uh, Strowman, like Rollins, like KO, like Jericho, like Enzo and Cass, like the club. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he could do some work over there. He really could, however. Like I said, however. But at the same time, however, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see where they're going to go from here with him. But right now, I do think, however, they could be, like you said, however, setting the reset button on him, too, before the year's out or early next year. We'll definitely have to keep an eye on that, uh, let's just say. And from there, ladies and gentlemen, we go now to the semi-main event, ladies and gentlemen, which was a very, very interesting one. Uh, it was Team Raw and SmackDown yet again, 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, this went 52 minutes and change. We had the teams as Owens, Jericho, Roman, Seth Rollins, and Braun Strowman, the Strowman himself, formerly of the Wyatt family, of course, uh, Sparkle Crotch and uh, Kevin Owens, the Bromance Brothers, and, of course, members of the Shield taking on AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Shane O'Mac with their little pipsqueak, uh, blonde-haired uh, Fruit Loop manager uh, mascot, James Ellis. And Ellsworth. Lost Child as well. Lost Child, thank you. We, we can think of so many names for the man. But this went 52 minutes. Uh, this was an interesting match, Sean. There's going to be a three-parter to this one. First off, your thoughts about the match. Two, your thoughts about the reunion of the Shield for one time. However, they laid out AJ Styles, which was pretty wild, and I think the fans were absolutely blown away by that. But three, also the coast-to-coasting by Shane O'Mac and Roman Reigns when Roman took him out of the air. Go ahead. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Was that match great? Yes. It, it was a great contest between Team Raw and Team SmackDown. Yes. I mean, I mean, it, when you said 52 minutes, it yes. could have could have gone like an hour, you know? Yeah, it was close to it. It was darn close to it, though. I mean, they only yeah. hit, hit it on the head, you know? And I, I think that it was much well needed that they did it for 52 minutes. Much well needed. Yes. Uh, think about it. You haven't had matches 
like that in a while, very long. Yes. And when you think about it, you got the same, you had the same elbow drop, you had AJ and Ambrose turning on each other. Mm-hmm. Announced tables destroyed. Yep. Shane taking out Strowman to the top rope with an elbow. Strowman, Strowman throwing James Ellsworth down. Yep, and then Ellsworth holding Strowman's legs and then running for his life. I got bat out of hell before even Strowman saw him, and then things got a little ugly when Strowman picked up Ellsworth and launched him. Yeah, one took took him to the nearest, deported him to the nearest exit near the stage. Yeah, he definitely showed him the exit, all right. He launched him like a cruise missile, if you will. I mean, it was crazy. Just like, like, a, like a missile flying on an airplane down to a train. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, it was interesting, no question about it. And I was blown away, however, that he got away with that. And you could just tell, however, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, even, J- J- I mean, Michael Cole was not very happy about that. JBL was kind of laughing about it a little bit and. I think one of the other guys, I forget was laughing. I think it was either Mauro Ranolo or maybe Otunga was laughing about it too, uh, too however, mind you, however. Uh, but um, he, they were both laughing about this, but Cole and Graves and them did not find it too funny at all that Ellsworth uh, found his way to do this. But they did kind of, I'm sure, laugh in the back of their minds uh, whenever freaking uh, Ellsworth got launched later in the evening by uh, Strowman, though, off the stage. But what was your thoughts about the Shield reunion? Oh, man. Well, like I said about Ambrose and AJ fighting, yeah, Ambrose got eliminated real early because of Strowman. Yes. And then, all of a sudden, all of a sudden later, Reigns and Rollins, they were going to do a powerbomb on Orton through the table, but I guess AJ stopped it. And then Ambrose comes in, beats up on AJ, Next thing you know, security take him out, take Ambrose away, and the next thing you know, Reigns and Rollins go after the security. Yes. Go after security, and yeah. they look at Ambrose and say, "You want to do this?" Yeah. And say you want to do it, and then they did it. Yeah. And, and then I was, yeah. and then that was for once, the first time. That oh, was for. Before we sorry, 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 John. Uh, before we continue on, I just want to acknowledge, folks, that Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw will be en route here in moment, in here in minutes, hours. So we are definitely looking forward to hearing what he has to say because uh, as we're coming as we're coming down to the end, however, he is definitely going to have a lot to say about the end too. However, after what happened last night, so um, we're definitely going to hear his thoughts, and hopefully the Black Widow will be joining us along with Fonzie here shortly, as well as you out there, ladies and gentlemen, here today. So, sorry about that, John. Please continue now you were saying. Yeah, um, that's okay. That's okay, man. Um, but, yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I think that was the only time, I think that was the only time that I liked Roman Reigns for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it was a good match. I agree. I mean, it was a fantastic match. They all of them busted their ass. You gave. And I know the next part you wanted to tell me was Shane McMahon too. Yes, I'm going to get your thoughts about that Shane thing. Yeah, that was the next thing I wanted to address. Is Shane? Yes. I think there's a lot of internet people going around that Roman Reigns hurt Shane McMahon. Well, the truth is, for once, I'm going to back my Roman Reigns side. For once, 
Yeah. Roman did not injure Shane McMahon. Yeah. Shane protect Roman yeah. protected him. Yes. And Shane got himself injured. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, and I, and there's a little uh oh, oh boy. And ladies and gentlemen, we have been expecting this, however, and just in time, however, to weigh in with his thoughts, however. And we're going to hear from the other thoughts here in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, joining us now live from Trinity, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, down there in Four Horsemen Country, where hopefully it's a little bit warmer today compared to what it is here in Pittsburgh and in Virginia. Let us welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, the Corey Graves of the WCW Radio Network, however, here on Raw Radio. But overall, he is the Michael Cole of the Revolution Radio Show every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Let us welcome him in now, ladies and gentlemen. Cam Noon's favorite neighbor, however, Mr. Michael Cole himself, Chad Hinshaw. Chad, how are you today? <laughs> I am, I am fantastic. Uh, well, the weather I can't tell you is a little bit warm, but uh, we're still having to deal with some some pesky pesky cool winds. Yes. So, and I uh, just got caught, so I just got caught in some here a few minutes ago. So, nonetheless, I am uh, I am here. So. Well, that is good. That is good. We were definitely talking about uh, last night's Survivor Series. We also talked about some of the other news pertaining to Finn Balor. And that Michelle says she's going to be here for just a little while, however, because she's got some power commitment with Caleb obviously coming up here, but she plans to be here for a few minutes here. Hopefully she'll be here in moments, however. We are, we're just wrapping up here our thoughts about last night's big five-on-five matchup with the guys in the Survivor Series and overall the Survivor Series in general. Uh, we also talked about NXT TakeOver. I'm going to get your thoughts quickly uh, about TakeOver before we get into the Survivor Series discussion. Your thoughts about Wednesday, or Saturday night's show in uh, Toronto. Right. The NXT show was fan, was uh, from, uh, got a chance to take a glimpse at some of the courtesy of uh, the last speaker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and, of course, her being on Skype and all that. Got a chance to take a gander at that. Yes. Uh, some big-time matches here. Uh, the top two, obviously, are the, was the women's title match. Yes. Uh, you know, Oscar and Mickey James. Yes. Which, by the way, was one of the best women's matches I have ever I have seen. It was a good match. I agree. Yep. Yes, it was. I mean, it's up there. It's up there with the same caliber that Sasha and Bailey Bailey was. Uh, Last you year. You know, the other the other year. Yeah. So, I mean, nonetheless, it was still a tremendous matchup. I mean, Mickey gave a good run. Uh, do we see the last over? Who can say? But mm-hmm. uh, I hope not, because I wouldn't mind seeing Mickey James and on the main come back up to you know this uh, this brief stop in NXT, right. come back up on the main roster. I would love sure. to see her on there, yes. if possible. But uh, and of course, I've got to give props to the NXT title match. Yes. Oh Lord, how mercy Nakamura and Joe really. Let the fur fly on. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I watched it. It was a great match. Almost as good as their match in Brooklyn, if not a little bit better, I thought. Yes, uh, and I do and I do uh, believe that uh, uh, that if they didn't have any respect for one another before, this should be tenfold now because, let me tell you something, that match went through the roof in Canada uh, yep. this, past, this past Saturday night. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, to say the least. Yeah. So I've got to give props to those two matches. The other matches were tremendous. Uh, did not see the, all all of the other matches, but uh, but but from what I read about them, I mean it was tremendous. Of course, I did hear some big time stuff about it. Uh, of course, Bobby Roode, of course, uh, showing he still has it. 
you know, showing the WWE and NXT universe and all. Uh, you know, you know, I'm I'm not just a pretty not another pretty face from TNA. You know, I am a you know I'm a you know I'm a big time competitor. I'm, I can wrestle anybody, anywhere, anytime, and he proved it. So I mean, there you go. Yeah. And the one that they were talking about, too, that was really good, and I have not yet seen it, and I told it to John, obviously, was the DIY uh, Revival match. I mean, they said that was a five-star classic. Even Michelle said it was a five-star classic there on Saturday. Yes, I, I, heard, I mean, I know the Revival had held the NXT tag belts for quite some time, but uh, but I was, uh, but of course, it was, I guess it was about, I guess it was about time for a little bit of a change, and of course, change they did. Uh, of course, uh, seeing how, they, how the tag belts, Fair with new with uh, new champions. Uh, this is going to be a big time. I'm sure the revival are somewhere down the road going to go after another opportunity for the belts, or you know they could put them on the main roster here soon. Who knows? Yep, no question about it. I think I think the revival are coming. It's just a matter of time when they come. It could be by the end of the year, early next year. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, we also started talking a lot about the Survivor Series. Some of the matches we were getting into, as I mentioned, the Cruiserweight title matchup, the women's matchup, and, of course, uh, the big five-on-five traditional big uh, semi-main event, the hour-long battle in which Shane McMahon got really decapitated almost literally in half. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on those matches one by one. We'll start off first with the Cruiserweight match. What was your thoughts about Kendrick and Kalisto with Corbin interfering? Uh, of course, this was by, by, without a shadow of a doubt. The uh, uh, you know the high, they they really shown the high flyers. You know, uh, you know in all their glory as they always do. Of course, it would have been interesting to see where where it would truly have gone if in fact there was no interference in this match. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, like you said, Baron Corbin interfered in this. Uh, uh, of course, we all thought that he was injured, because he was supposed to be in the elimination match, but of course he was replaced by, uh, by Shane McMahon. Uh, but, but nonetheless, uh, he got himself involved in it, and I think he was, it may have been a, a show of, of unity for SmackDown. I don't know. Just a, a small, a, a brief thing, a brief moment of, uh, Solidarity for SmackDown that uh, last night. I'm not sure why he did it, uh, <clears throat> but of course, in the, uh, uh, that or maybe he did not want. Uh, maybe he didn't want the uh, the uh, the cruiserweight division in, on uh, SmackDown. Maybe maybe he didn't think he probably deserved it. I don't know why why he did what he did, but nonetheless, it was a classic. It was a, it was a great matchup here, and of course, uh, if it hadn't been for the interference, I'm sure it'd been. I would still give it a. I would at least still give it a nine because, like I said, it was one of the, one of the best I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, tag team matchup in which Cesaro and Sheamus, the odd couple, pairing the Felix Hunger and the Oscar Madison duo, as I like to call them? These guys have uh, not seen eye to eye, as we know, but uh, lately they've been uh, surprising some people. Absolutely, uh, of course. Seems surprisingly enough, seeing two guys who had a, you know. A, one of the best big time best of seven stuff here not too long ago. And all of a sudden Mick Foley said, Okay, that's over with, we're gonna put you in we're gonna team you up and see how you work see how you work there. And sure enough, oddly and oddly enough, you know, it's been kinda of interesting seeing them, you know, you know, you know, like I said, in the in this fashion. But of course seeing them was 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 surprising to everyone was the fact that, okay, mm-hmm. they're gonna be one of the tag teams involved in the Elimination match here last night, Survivor Series, and sure enough, what happened? And sure enough, what happens? They end up pulling the win, not only for Team Raw, but they end up being the sole survivors. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and uh, now they got a reward out of it because they're going to be taking on uh, the New Day tonight, apparently on Raw for the titles. Uh, they're going to, the New Day. Uh, and all I got to say about that is, uh, I mean, the New Day, like I said, fought very, very fought as best as they possibly could with with this um, with, with you know with the, in, in this match, but nonetheless, I mean. Uh, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus, like I say, kept Team Raw's hopes and hopes alive, and none, nonetheless, they, uh, uh, you know, they just they deserve the, the the opportunity for you know winning one for uh, winning one for Raw. So that's good. Yes, and what about the women's matchup, however, involving Charlotte and Bailey being the sole survivors, and then Nikki being attacked? We, we talked about it offline last, and John and I talked about it offline too, and we're talking about it now. Uh, who do you think was the one that took out Nikki? I mean, you kind of uh, hinted about it last night. We both kind of, we were well, all hinting well, about it somewhat now, who it could be. Yeah, we did. I mean, it's, it's, like, I, it's like I mentioned, of course, you, you and I did speak about it offline last night. Uh, there's there's a lot of factors here about who would want to knock off Nikki Bella. I mean, the thing about it seems how she was named team captain for this women's team last night. Uh, you know, first off, you could have any one of the, uh, the other four um, – uh, competitors that was that was that was you know in this it, it, that was on this team, obviously. Uh, a lot of them would of course have that would would be able to you know say okay I'm the one that took her out the most I'll get the spot and all this stuff. Another thought is it could have been a member of Team Raw. I mean, I mean right. of course that's 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 pretty much in the academic right there. But the most important aspect of it. And I remember reading about this, you know, before Survivor Series, that Natalia had actually asked to be named the captain of the team. Mm-hmm. But think about it, they had already reserved a spot for Nikki Bella. Yeah. So what happens is they named her the coach on the outside. I guess just to also keep an eye on, like I think Dana Brooke was in like in the corner of Team Raw, so right. maybe I should have to watch on Dana Brooke, maybe. I don't know. But the thing about it is, I mean, there was some a little bit of tension after Natalia was told that Nikki Bell was going to be a team captain. So, I mean, you have three possible three possibilities: uh, either any member of Team SmackDown, yeah. uh, any member of Team Raw, mm-hmm. or Team SmackDown's coach Natalia. Right. And you know, if, if if you really if you really really put put this into perspective here. Who out of all of them, and I'm talking about the, the remainder of Team SmackDown, I'm talking about all of Team Raw, and I'm talking about Natalia. Who out of any of them would have had the most to gain by an attack, by attacking Nikki Bella because because she was the team captain of Team SmackDown? Who? Well, I mean, you and I talked about it, and John will back me up. I mean, the two people I obviously mentioned are Carmella and the Natty. Right, exactly, exactly. And I and of course, if you wound up, if you, if you wind it down to those two, more than likely because she was so upset that she wasn't named in that position in the first place. Obviously, the, my obvious opinion would have been Natalia. Mm-hmm. No question. Because, well, because Natalia, yeah, I'm sorry. Because Natalia, like I said, wanted that spot. She wanted she wanted to lead Team SmackDown, but like that, she was upset over the fact. That she that something like that Nikki Bella was was already named there. Um, I guess obviously before she even had a chance to ask. So that's what happened. So 
uh, my personal opinion, it's got to be, it has to be Natalia, my, my overall personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. I mean, tomorrow night they're going to be in Ottawa, so we'll see. We could even maybe find a little more out details tonight, though. You never know. We're definitely going to be watching this very, very carefully. Um, another match that was interesting, and John and I kind of went over it, and I, didn't, I was kind of miffed about, obviously, and I didn't want to go into a total meltdown mode on it, obviously, but I, I was ready to, was uh, the Dolph, or not Dolph, Miz and Sami Zayn. Maurice, of course, calling for the bell early, and yet again, cheating for Miz, helping the Miz get a fluke victory here and of all places can. This, to me, was a good match, but I just did not like the ending. Your thoughts about this one? Uh, this one here, you know, the thing about it is we all have to expect the fact with the Miz back in the driver's seat and holding on to the Intercontinental title that you know that he was going to come up with his, some, some, some lame tactics, some lame, uh, lame uh, uh, some big-town uh, moves and all that, uh, which, of course, would include, like I said, his wife, which, of course, that's the only reason why he held on to the belt for that long period of time in the first place was because of Maurice. That was, that's the primary reason right there. And the thing about it is he's going to hope that this next reign as the IC champion, he's going to do the exact same thing. That's his motive. That's the way he operates. He can't. He, he, is, he is now already proven, in my personal opinion, to the WWE Universe that 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 guy cannot win anything by himself. Exactly. Regardless if, it's a, regardless if it's a match or if it's a championship, he mm-hmm. cannot do anything on his own. He has to have help. Of course, we've said that about. Of course, we've said that in the past about Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Same deal. So oh, yeah. I mean, so I mean, and 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 you know, my my personal take here is that, like I said. Uh, Sami Zayn, of course, like I said, I'm sure gave a tremendous, tremendous showing against the Miz. He did. And he, he was hurt, but he, despite one leg, and Sean will agree with me, he did give it all his effort in his own country. I mean, they were backing him up the whole way, and that's to be expected. But Miz, at the same time, I mean, some people like what he's standing for. Some people, like me, don't like what he's standing for and teach their own, as they always say. Surely. I would agree. I definitely would agree with that. But here, here's, here again, like I said, that uh, of course this was something else that that pretty much everybody everything stayed where where it's supposed supposed to be. I don't think my personal take here, if I may add one thing, sure to the to the cruiserweight title as for the cruiserweight situation and the intercontinental title situation. Yes, that this was you have to keep this in mind. Too. I'm sure everyone on here would agree with me on this. That this was simply a nothing more than a a just just a runaround situation to where they had really no intentions whatsoever of moving moving the cruiserweight belt and the division over to Monday Night Raw. I mean SmackDown yeah. and the Intercontinental title to SmackDown because he I mean from SmackDown to Raw. Because here here he goes here's here's what you gotta think about. Yeah. Here's what you think about. You move the IC belt over to Raw, you've got two main titles over there. You get you still got the US belt over there. Yep. I mean if they, it wouldn't make any sense, you know, to, to have both the second league belts say and when I say second league, I'm talking about second to the world title belts, their respective belts, you see. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make any sense to have the intercontinental belt there on Raw when you already have the US title there. Yeah. But I mean this was this, this was this was a case of, 
like I said, nothing more than a than a scripted storyline that they never intended on on moving either cruiserweight or intercontinental belt to the other show because because the thing is, I think later on they would have had to pay for that, and you know it would not have it would not have you know looked good for either show. In my personal my personal take. Well, speaking of uh, craziness, let's now get into the big craziness of the day. And this is the one everyone, you, me, Gerard, Michelle, everyone's going to talk about, and even John will too. And, of course, we're going to have a lot of discussions about this throughout the week, however, is the big main event. Brock Lesnar, Bill Goldberg, it went 130, however. I mean, I'm still in shock. I don't know who was pulling the strings in the back. Or they haven't said yet who it was, except for an inner circle. Uh, i got to ask you, Chad, your thoughts about this and what happened in the aftermath. I mean, I mean, we talked about it offline as well. I think they just totally shot themselves in the foot with this one. Again, this was a very, this was a big-time hyped-up match. It's been hyped up since before, and since, since even before 2K17, the video game hit the shelves. I mean, the thing is, where they were talking about, you know, could, you know, they're all saying, you know, could Goldberg go again? Could, could he wrestle again sometime? And all of a sudden, they make they, they they put him as a special character in 2K17. They, I mean, and, you know, he goes on all, all these shows and all saying, you know, you know, can you do it again? Can you do it again? And, you know, I mean, Goldberg kept hinting several times that, yep, that, that he believes that he could. And all of a sudden, what happens on Halloween night, he comes on, um, or was it before Halloween the first no. time? Uh, and, it was before Halloween, yeah, and then he showed up on Halloween. We took out Rusev and Amy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Okay. Well, then he comes on there, and then he's and then he's then he then apparently he uh, uh, he accepts the challenge made by Brock, and then all of a sudden you got Heyman, you know, saying this was nothing more than a ruse. Don't 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 buy into it. Don't go into it. And then I mean, but but the thing is, that by that time it was already a bit too late to do that. Yeah. I mean, and and of course. And of course, like I said, everybody was just glued to the seats and just and just waiting for this to happen. And then, of course, the Monday Night Raw before Survivor Series last Monday, we had twelve guys cut the ring off between Goldberg and Lesnar. You know, they wanted to see some sort of physicality take place, but these twelve guys were not going to allow this to happen. Apparently, <coughs> and. Excuse me. So, so what happens is, you know, okay, boys, you're going. To, they told him, said, boys, you're going to save the action for Survivor Series. But here, here we, and here we, and and now we go into that. Yeah. We go into the, the final, the final match. Now, good. That's one good thing on this part that WWE did. They made this the main event. It's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it's been hyped up for so long. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's only fitting that you make it a main event show. But here, the main event match. But here's the thing: that you know, if you were going to do something like this, if you were going to pull the wool over the eyes of the fan of the WWE universe, you know, why? You know, you know, it sound like I told you so sort of thing. I mean, I it was it was almost as if you know WWE was going along with Porsche for up until that point, and then all of a sudden. They didn't want. They all. They may not secretly did not want it to happen or something. Mm-hmm. And it's almost because I mean, why in the world? Why would you think they wouldn't let it go like five, ten, fifteen minutes? How it's supposed to go 
That, that's how that's almost about as long as how the WrestleMania 20 encounter took place. Yeah, back in, I remember that 12 years ago. Man, that's how that's how long you know that took. Exactly, but and like you said, they hyped this up so much. I mean, like I said, it was done so quickly. You, it was over before you could blink, and everyone was like, we got cheated. We totally got cheated. Now, let me ask you this, and I want to get John's opinion on both of these questions, too. But let me ask you another question before I get to John's uh, the two uh, answers to these questions. Do you think, I mean, you said you saw the match. Do you think when Goldberg hit him the first time with the spirit that Lesnar may have cracked a rib? Because it looked like he was really holding his side in pain when Lesnar hit him full, or when Goldberg hit him full force the, the first time with the spirit. It looked like he was in serious pain at that point. I think so. I really think Brock was legitimately hurt, I, and maybe and maybe WWE saw this, and maybe they said, "Okay, we need to end this. We need to end it now." Because, like I said, yeah, because because, because uh, you know, it was obviously it, it appears that that Brock is that Brock is legitimately injured, mm. and you know they may and you know some more talk may come up in this here pretty soon. As and I would and I'm sure there's going to be a backstory to this mm-hmm. and. But the long, but the thing about it is, my personal take is that I real, I truly, truly feel that mm-hmm. yes, Goldberg, Goldberg won the encounter. Yes, he did. So he's tied it up. Uh, do you put him against Brock again? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless Brock, Brock feels, unless Brock feels that he was cheated out of it, you know, he's going to pop up and say, I want another shot at him. I want another encounter. Will Goldberg go for it? Goldberg. Let me tell you something. Since WCW days, Goldberg does not give a darn who he fights. Exactly. He fight oh yeah, anybody, I agree. Anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere, anytime. Yep. You know that. I mean, let me tell you something. He's been like I said. It's been you know, you know come next year, it'll be twenty years since he debuted in WCW. Right. So I mean, so so my, my my bottom line here is this: Goldberg is not going to care either way. I mean. He'll probably have to get in good physical shape, sure. And he looked like he was in great shape last night. Yes, he was. He really was. Shape, yes, indeed. But the thing is, you know, that's the pain of You know, if if Brock feels this way, you know, because simply because of, of the fact that he could possibly, like you said, JD, cracked a rib or injured himself in some other capacity. They, he said, okay, I I got hurt here. This is not the way I wanted to do this. I want another. I want another shot at him. You think Goldberg is just going to blow that off? Heck no. He's going to come up and say, "You want another shot? Okay, fine. We'll we'll go at it again." Where are they going to do it? Are they? Uh, are people saying Rumble? They're saying WrestleMania. You know, yeah. WrestleMania. I mean, twenty years after their first encounter, why not do it at WrestleMania? Yeah, in front of eighty thousand people in the Citrus Bowl. Why not in Orlando? Yep, I agree. I would agree hundred percent with you. Uh, Good points there, Chad. Very good points. John, let's get your take on these two questions I asked, Chad. Let's start with the second one first. <sighs> Did we really see Goldberg and Lesnar for under two minutes? I mean, in all my 16 years, guys, in all of my 16 years, have I seen Goldberg and Lesnar in two minutes? Are you freaking kidding me? Well, he did. I mean, it was almost as if one of the one of the jobbers that he faced in WCW because yeah. that's how long some of his matches lasted on Nitro. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Thunder and all that back then. That's that that's exactly what that was. And maybe they were jo- joking around with Goldberg. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could have been. Yeah. They they they, they could have been screwing with Goldberg somehow. I mean, I was going to say they. I mean WWE. 
I mean, I'm sure they probably had a hand in that. I'm not sure. Well, like I said, uh, they said someone from the inner, some of the inner circle people knew. However, but uh, John, as I asked Chad, I mean, I mean, I I, I got to ask you. I mean, you're right. Do you think when you go back now and watch it again that, like I said to uh, Chad, that Goldberg's ribs were cracked? I mean, Lesnar's ribs were cracked when Goldberg hit him the first time. Because I think he definitely punctured up, at least at least separated a couple of ribs on the left. And then the second time, when Lesnar tried to stand a second time, Goldberg went to the right and hit him even harder the second time. Um, I would say that Goldberg, yes, indeed, cracked his ribs. Okay. Okay. And overall, what were your thoughts about the match, though? I mean, though, basically. Do we really need to see it? I wanted to see a 20-minute match. We all did. We all did, I think, yeah. Yeah, we did. Right there, I think Brock Lesnar was totally screwed. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Because nobody, nobody ever destroyed Brock Lesnar ever since Brock Lesnar came back to the WWE. No, not at all. Not The Undertaker, not even John Cena. Not even Randy Orton. And not even Randy Orton, right, exactly, correct. And not even Roman Reigns. No, right. Not Cena Ambrose, not anyone. No one, right. Anybody that Brock Lesnar has faced here in recent memory, and like I said, you've got Orton, you've got Cena, yep. you've got Raw, Seth Rollins. Yep. Um, um, uh, I should probably name all, uh, Undertaker. Yeah. Name off several people over the last couple of years that Brock has faced, and not once in any of these matches that you know, you know that uh, you know was it nothing, nothing like this at nope. all whatsoever. I mean, Brock could have ended it early, but see, Brock is one of those guys. Okay, he's he's a little bit cocky. Yeah, he, oh, yes. wants have, he wants to have a little fun mm-hmm. with some of these guys here, so he can he can go. A long time. He is built for that. Yep, no doubt. But the thing is, obviously, like like and JD as JD has been saying all along, Goldberg did something to him internally, and that's why I'm sure they I'm sure that you know WWE people saw that, and they said, okay, we need to stop this because I think he's legitimately legitimately hurt. He, yeah. He, Yep. He can't. He, he can't go. I he mean, can't keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can't keep going at all. He. We need to stop this, and we need to stop it now. So I'm mm-hmm. going yep so, I mean, there you go we'll def- we're definitely gonna watch it. i mean we're gonna be watching this carefully because like i said they said some some of the people in the inner circle knew but like i said who those people are i can i mean i've already said it and i'm gonna say it again i'm gonna keep on saying it. i'm sure it had to have been either vince's call stephanie's call or even hunter's call i don't know if it was them three making the decision or if it was someone else in the back of the booking team said okay like you said chad we need to stop it and we need to stop it now mm-hmm mm-hmm I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just, I mean, like John said, and you've said, and we've talked about, they could have gone 15, 20 minutes with this. They ended, they started at 10:15, and it's, and they ended it by 10:30. And now I'm reading some news. Apparently, I guess I'm reading some news. Apparently, on Brock Lesnar's status here. So give me a second here, guys. I'm just trying to get this story up on Russell Zone. I just saw this on Russell Zone, and because, like I said to uh, John earlier today, as you were coming on the line, Chad. Apparently, however, he left this morning. Uh, from Toronto to go home. Apparently, they have not said when he will return 
at this point in time. But I'm looking right here, and this is from Nick Paglino. This is the report says, however, apparently, however, as noted earlier, they are teasing a farewell, however, from Goldberg on tonight's Raw. But Goldberg is backstage and will be on the show tonight. However, as far as Lesnar goes, he will not be appearing until next Saturday at the event in Mexico City, mind you, where he's supposed to take on Rusev. Now, speaking of Rusev, guys, and I'm going to talk to you about this, I heard apparently Rusev tweeted out after the matchup yesterday, or last night, this morning, however, mind you, that he was actually laughing at Brock Lesnar. He was basically stirring the pot, so to speak, by doing a... Like a like a villain laugh, like wah ha 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 ha. Basically, he was mocking Goldberg or Lesnar for his match last night. Could this lead to a matchup between these two down the road? Do we see? Lesnar and uh, Rusev. Because right now they're saying at the moment I'm seeing right now it says here. Uh, as of now, Lesnar is not supposed to say uh, face Rusev at the Mexico City event next Saturday. Not this Saturday, the following Saturday, mind you. Then, unfortunately after that, he will not be on the rest of the year. So the, could that open the door maybe to a matchup between maybe these two in January in San Antonio? Uh, about Lesnar and Rusev? Yes. I would say it. I would watch it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Say it. But, me too. But, but, no, I mean, you said Goldberg. You said Rusev was backstage, right? Rusev was tweeting. Uh, apparently, he wasn't backstage, but he was tweeting. He tweeted out this morning and made fun of uh, Lesnar getting taken down by Goldberg. Mm-hmm. He was mocking him in a way. He you know, I guess he, he and Lana might be turning face. Who knows? See, I, I can't see that happen because. I just, he is so good as a heel, like Lana is, I would keep him as the heel, and you turn Lesnar into a face, in this case, to face Rusev, however, and then, if they want to go back to having him a heel again, they could do that, if they want to go, like Chad said, with that one more match, if they decide to go with that one more match, however, with him and uh, uh, Goldberg one more time at Rumble. Yeah, but also, think about it here, Yeah. 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 about Rusev, keep in mind, at the other week, Goldberg, you know, gave the jackhammer to uh, Rusev. Yeah. You know, if, if say if Rusev was in Canada, uh, I don't know why the way he could come out there. I said, okay, okay, apparently Brock can go. I'll come out there and do it. Yeah. That would have been epic right there. Well, I know for that a fact. I mean, yeah. it would have been big. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was listening to, before I came on the, on the line today, and Chad, you can, you can listen to John, you as well. Dave Meltzer was talking, actually, with uh, the guys at the Live Audio Wrestling Show, however, about that last night. Now, let me ask you this. Could we see, if not Goldberg and, say, Lesnar one more time? We were asking this last night, Chad, you and I are off the line, and, John, I didn't bring it up to you last night because I was tired, but I'll bring it up to you now. Do we see, like, Goldberg take on, like, say, a Cena, a Kevin Owens, or an Undertaker early next year? I mean, where do they go from here next with Goldberg, do you feel? Uh, I would have him take well, on good. Uh, you're Kevin pretty, Owens. You think Kevin Owens? Okay. Chev, what about you? Where do you think they go with him next? With Goldberg, you know, I would like to see him take on any of the, of the, of the talent out there today. But my top choice, you know, if you want, if you want it truly epic, 
First off, you got to do it at a, at a mania, mm-hmm. I would think. My personal take, it would be a toss-up between, I say between, because mm-hmm. these, be, these would be my top two choices, you know, to go up against Goldberg because he's never faced him in a match, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are two guys he's never faced. Goldberg versus either Rusev, like we just talked about, mm-hmm. Or like I said, the Undertaker. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, big time. I mean, and the goal. Oh, and before we do, sorry to cut you off there. Before we continue on this conversation, we've been waiting for this all afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. And now she's ready to spew some venom, shall we say? And believe me, she's ready to gobble up the venom and then some and spit it back out one more time. She is the Black Widow, the First Lady of Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Let us bring her in, Howard, the mini member of the Brock Lesnar uh, presidency. That's just say the First Lady of wrestling, if you will, and of revolution, Michelle Lindotts. Michelle, how are you today? Uh, not too good. Yes. Well, we are. Wa- we have been waiting to hear this all afternoon. We were just uh, continuing our conversation about last night's show, and I know you have a lot to talk about. So, Chad's here, John's here, I'm here. Fonzie said he was coming, but I think Fonzie got detained, so Fonzie unfortunately may not make it this afternoon. Gerard was supposed to make it too, but Gerard could not make it due to a uh, prior engagement. So uh, let's hear your thoughts now about last night's show in general. Okay, first of all, hello, Chad and John. Hello. <laughs> Second of all, um, well, let's see, where do I begin? Um, the cruiserweight was good. Yes. Um, Miz and Sami Zayn was a very good match. Yep. Um, let's see. The women's complete bullshit. Yep. Um, the men five on five was really good match. Yep. Um, Brian Kendrick and Kalisto, that was shit. Um, mm. because Baron Corbin should have kept his big ass out of it. Um, yep. Let's see, what else am I missing besides the main event? Uh, Kane and Luke Harper, and that is pretty much it. Cruiserweight uh, six-man tag. What was that, Chet? Cruiserweight six-man tag. Oh, yeah, the Cruiserweight six-man tag, too. Yeah, that, too. I think she mentioned that, actually. Didn't you mention that one? Yeah. Before? Yeah, she mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, you did. Okay. I just want to check. That's okay. No problem. Uh, I, I think I missed Kane and Luke Harper, but anyways, I'm sure it was okay. Um... Now, here comes my bitch session, so prepare yourself. That's all I got to say. Yes. Um, and, Chad, I love you. Remember this. But for the of love of freaking God, for the love of God, you, you, so much hype for Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. So much hype. The man's been out for 12 years. Blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And the damn match lasts a minute and 25 fucking seconds. You've got to be yeah. joking me. Yep. Yes. yes. You've got to be yes. joking me. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh I agree. Lesnar looked like a deer in the headlights. He looked like he didn't know what the hell to do. And I read it was, you know, scripted, blah, 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 because of, of Goldberg's 
in, uh, shoulder injury. Well, guess what? How many times do you think Goldberg in the past wrestled when he was injured? Quite a few. So why the hell was last night any different than before? Right. Number one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Number two. <clears throat> I understand that Goldberg has been out of the ring for 12 years and all that good stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they said he wasn't in good shape for this match and blah, blah, blah. If they knew that and he was injured and whatnot, then they should have never had the damn match because what all the fans expected and wanted to see was those two get in the ring and tear it up and beat the living hell out of each other. And it didn't happen. Yep. It didn't happen. Yep. That was the most disappointing match I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, certainly. certainly. Yeah, I think we all are agreeing, Michelle. Let me ask you this, though, Michelle, and I asked Chad and John this question, too. Uh, Not to be a jerk about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do you think when Goldberg hit Lesnar the first time, he cracked the rib and maybe not only knocked the wind wind out, but maybe just totally caught up off guard, and the second time did even more, and they decided to call an audible and said, we got to end this, and we got to end it now, because Brock was holding his ribs that looked like in pain. Uh, well, let's just say that his first spear was a screw-up, if you really go back and watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of hit him at an angle instead of straight on like Goldberg usually does. Right. And that's not Goldberg's fault. It was the way Brock was positioned. So Correct. If you go back and you watch it, he hit him at an angle, which was in the ribs, instead yep. of straight on. Yeah, you know, in the kidney area, all that like he normally does. Correct. Oh, do I believe he was hurt? Yeah. Do I believe he cracked a rib or anything? No, not really. I yeah. know it knocked the hell out of him, and I know it took the wind out of him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Right. I was watching. I understand that. Right. Yeah. Right. My thing is, and what I read is obviously Goldberg is not done. Apparently, he is in. Royal Rumble, he is in Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. He is in quite a few other pay-per-views. So apparently I've this seen it myself, too, last night. So apparently this feud between Goldberg and Brock is not over. And I'm going to tell you this. I have nothing against nothing against Bill Goldberg. You all know that I love Bill Goldberg. Yes. I do, and I respect the man highly. But damn it. I've been a Brock Lesnar fanatic since day one, and so help me God, if this feud continues, and they continue to make Brock stand there and look like a little bitch and let Goldberg run him over, I am going to raise the roof with WWE because that's crap. Yes. They both are equally strong. Yep. Yeah, maybe, but Brock has him by at least 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. At least. And he has him. In, Goldberg is not in the shape he used to be. He's not. He flat out isn't. So if well, they're going to continue this feud, damn it, make it right. Do it right. Let them dudes get in there and duke it the freak out. Make mm-hmm. it one hell of a match. Let Lesnar get his F five in and all that shit, and don't make him stand there and look like a little bitch. Because it really, really pissed me off that they did that shit. 
No question. Well, let me ask you this, Michelle. You talked about the rubber match maybe coming up, and we just discussed as you were coming on the line. Uh, if they don't do it, say, I mean, like Rumble or Mania, however, and they uh, they hold them off, however, and they don't do a rematch with these two one more time, where do they go with both of these guys, especially Goldberg? Where do you put him in, like, say, at a Mania, possibly? Because, I mean, Chad was thinking maybe something like John Cena, The Undertaker. I was thinking something like Kevin Owens, maybe Roman. I mean, where do you think they would go? if they don't go with them again at this point? Uh, huh, huh. Honestly, I don't see it being The Undertaker mm-hmm. because The Undertaker is coming after Cena. Yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. I agree. I would agree there. Okay. Yep. Okay. I would 100% agree there. Yep. Okay. But if they, if it's not going to be Brock, yep. then it should be Roman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we said that yeah. I was telling JD we were talking offline last night. Yeah, we That's talked offline last night about this too. Battle of the Spears, right there. Yep. Yeah. We kind of Chad and I mentioned it off the line. Yeah. Okay. 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 Here, here's another little tangent of mine. Okay. Speaking of Roman Reigns, it's not really a tangent, and this is really probably going to shock the shit out of y'all. And after I say this, I will shut up. Okay. But y'all know how I am about this shit. I get going and I don't know what to do. That's okay. You're, you're yeah. doing fine. We're allowed to, you can pull the all the punches yeah. you want. We're allowing it today. Yeah. Roman Reigns. Yes. Okay, so they reunited the Shield, obviously, a little bit together last night. Okay, that was great, impressive. Don't get excited. It doesn't mean shit. Right. I mean, this is what the fans need to understand. It doesn't mean shit. Right. They're all on different brands. Um, you know, the brand split still happens. Unless they make a trade. Yeah, and and Dean comes to Raw, then yeah. they can then they can reunite the Shield. Okay, yeah. I feel horrible for Roman because he is getting booed so bad. Yep, and I legitimately legitimately do not understand the reason why they are booing him. Mm-hmm. If I knew the reason why they were really booing him then maybe I can make a little bit of concept out of it. But he is the United States champion. He is from the United States. Rusev, you know, Bulgarian, had no right holding that title. Now Roman has it, which is what everybody wanted, and you're still bitching. I mean, yep. really? Yep. You're still bitching. And talking about Rusev, he was making fun of Lesnar last night on Twitter afterwards, or should I say this morning. Uh, let me ask you, talking about uh, Roman, though, what did you think of the spear he leveled with Shane on, Howard, and Shane got knocked loopy? And what Orton did, Howard, by going out there and talking to Shane's family about that thing? Because I think that was a good call on their part, Howard, to try to at least calm down Shane's family, because Shane really took a blow there. Um... The thing is with Shane McMahon that impresses the hell out of me is no matter who he goes up against, I mean, obviously he's, he's proven this uh, against The Undertaker, you know, primarily. Yeah. He doesn't back down. And he'll he's take the hit. It may hurt, whatever. Yep. yep. But he'll get over it. Yeah. And Shane McMahon is impressive as hell to me in the ring. No doubt. At 46, 47 years old, he can still fly. No doubt well, about and, it. And especially for someone who does not re- wrestle on a regular basis. He right. pretty impressive. Right. Oh, yes, I agree. I would agree. Uh, the one guy I think we all talked about who was going to be a big, big, big addition to the Raw team, obviously, was the Strowman last night. And we saw that little pipsqueak, the guy I can't stand, the little 
nerd, if you will, James Ellsworth, getting himself involved with Braun Strowman's business. See, that was one thing I did not like about the match, but I'm glad that Ellsworth got his comeuppance later on in the match by Braun. What was your take about that one? Um, I don't like Braun Strowman. I never have. Uh, as far as... Okay, here's another thing about that. Braun Strowman keeps getting put up against these little weenies, basically, how I put it. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, would agree. I would agree. I would agree. No doubt about it. I think we all agree there, Michelle. No doubt. I, uh... I, um uh, My thing is, is... Stop putting him against these little weenies. Mm-hmm. Put him against somebody who actually has some balls, like Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, just stop making him look like he's he's the beast, and he's not. Brock Lesnar is the beast of Raw, mm-hmm. not Ron Strowman. Yep. No question. And another thing. Yes. And another thing. You put... Fuck you... <laughs> Brock Lesnar, the Beast Incarnate, mm-hmm. eat, sleep, conquer, repeat, yada, yada, yada. And then you put Goldberg on there to dominate him after 12 years? Give me a break. Please, really, that's crazy. I hear you. Well, we're definitely going to talk about this more during the week, Michelle, no doubt about it. Um, I want to get everyone's take real quick, however, before we uh, kind of before we uh, get into uh, tonight's Raw preview, however. Who do you guys think the MVP was? Overall, last night, out of all the matches, who was the least uh, MVP? I mean, who was not the MVP? Who was the MVP that really, basically, didn't get the credit he deserved? I'm going to ask everyone that question. I'll start with John. You first. Uh, who was the MVP in your eyes, uh, and who should have been? Are you doing men and women? Well, yeah, yeah, women are involved too. It can be men and women. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. Um, so yeah, it's everyone on the card last night. Yes. Men and women. So I'm asking everyone, who men and women, who was the best MVP last night of the entire show, and, and woman or woman, and who was the least that should have gotten more credit that she deserved or he deserved supposedly? And I'm going to start with John. John, who do you think it was? You know what? I'm going to let the girl, let right. the women, the women go first. All right, Michelle, go ahead. Least favorite MVP, oh. best MVP of the show in your eyes last night. Who was it? Uh, uh, um, as far as the women goes, yes. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I have two. Charlotte. Mhm. And Becky Lynch. Okay. Very good. Very good. Okay. And in your eyes, who is the least MVP, man or woman? Huh. Huh. Uh, as far as the women? You, women or men. You can do women and men. We can do the men, too. We'll do women and men for everyone. That's, 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 that's I think it's um, fair. We can do that that way. Yeah. Carmella? Yeah. And actually, there's I have more than one, but uh, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, and Bailey. Okay. And uh, we were talking about Nikki Bell actually being her birthday and everything. We were all uh, taking guesses on who the person was that laid out uh, 
Natty, or Nikki, uh, Chad and I have come to the conclusion, and I've said it could be either Alexa or Carmella. Chad also thinks it could be Natty, possibly, too. So very uh, interesting there. I mean, we're going to play uh, detective in this case, Michelle. We're going to ask you this question. Who do you think it was? I think it was Natty, too, because she wanted a part of the spotlight. Yep. I she wanted to be the captain of the team. I mean, I, mean, I, I read it. That's what I heard. So, yep. I mean, who yep. else would now, be? As, as far as the men? Yes. Um, I'm going to shock everybody. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Yep. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Yep. Dean Ambrose. Yep. And the Wyatt family. Okay. And least? Uh, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Uh, I'm thinking. Um, I can't remember who all was in it now. Um, was AJ Dean, Randy, and Bray. Uh, uh, I would have to say Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah, he he kind of looked like he was a little bit lost last night too. I I would have to agree, and uh, we'll see what happens obviously tonight about that. Okay, uh, very very good, there, Michelle. Uh, Chad, you're next. Your MVP for men or women, please. Okay. Uh, well, I thought the, I thought personally, first off, I would I would look at the tag team battle, uh, tag team uh, elimination here, uh, and and I would have to I would have to say both for I would have to say two. I'm really giving credit here to two teams. Here for the as far as all the guys are concerned, because these two teams really stuck it out throughout pretty much the the whole um, the whole um, the whole match. That's what I want to say. Okay, and that is that is the club, mm-hmm. and also the ones who eventually won it. That was Cesaro and Sheamus. Yes, I'd have to say yeah. <clears throat> now as far now as far as the Single is as far as the actual men's yes um, um, elimination match, kind of a toss up there. I would have to say, uh, oh gosh, uh, I would I would definitely have to say. That's that's just this is going to be a a shot in the dark here, but I'm going to have to say uh, Jericho and also Shane McMahon. Hmm. Okay. For the women. Yeah. uh, Well, I got an honorable mention. Yes. Because she was supposed to compete in this and didn't happen. I would have to say Nikki Bella. Yes. But she did not compete, and she kind of screwed out of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
but also uh, ballpark here. Uh, I would have to give kudos to uh, you know, and they all competed. They all competed exceptionally. Mm-hmm. But I would have to throw it out there towards you know one of the winners of the of the of the match last night, which was Bailey. And also, I would also have to say, how do you some kudos also to Becky Lynch? For Becky Lynch hung in there, too. Yeah, she did. That's for, and that's for the least, I would have to say, uh, the least. Uh, for the guys, I would have to say, I would have to say KO and Braun. Yeah. Because, yeah, because, yeah. Uh, but I think KO got didn't KO get DQ'd and yes yeah probably, his, probably yeah. got counted out or something. yeah and then Jerk with that list whole thing yeah that's right yeah yeah and then of course for the women I would have to say uh, well obviously there was only there would only be one choice and that would be Charlotte yeah yeah there's my there's my there's my picture for month at least. Okay. Yes. Okay, very good, very good. Uh I'll go next. For me, uh the guys I would have to say the MVPs were um I would have to say um whew, I would definitely have to say uh as much as I hate to say this too, Sorrow and Seamus, I would agree. I would also have to say maybe uh, someone like maybe, like you mentioned, as much as it pains me to say this, uh, Bailey, I mean, I was very happy she put up a good effort, but I'm not really, as you know, Charlotte Meyer, but in this case, i got to give the women's champion her props. And I would also have to say the other team that really kind of impressed me last night, however, was uh, Seth and Roman as well. Now, the ones that didn't impress me as much, I would have to say... Um, as much as you're going to hate me for saying this, Michelle, but I'm going to say it anyway, Brian Kendrick last, I think, looked like he had a tough night last night. Granted, he won, but he needed to have Baron Corbin coming in and end in a schmoz. I think that was ridiculous how that ended. That did not impress me. Um, I would also have to say the other one that did not impress me was The Miz. And Maurice, as you know, I am not admirers of them. I think calling for a screw job ending like that in Canada was just a slap in the face, not only to Sammy's friends and family, but to the whole crowd in general. And I would also have to say, and Chad, you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this. I mean, as much as I'm a Goldberg fan, as much as the next person, because they got cheated out, this match was cheated out so quickly, I'm going to say that the match, the main event itself, did not impress me at all. So that's that those are my thoughts. John, what about you? Alright, I was not impressed with the main event. But still the MVP has to be Goldberg. Right. Um the other MVP I'll have to give is uh Shane McMahon dropping the elbow on Braun Strowman and mm-hmm. Team SmackDown. Right. Um MVP has to be Sami Zayn because he fought his hardest mm-hmm. against the Miz. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheamus and Cesaro, surprisingly, I have to take that as MVP. Yes. Um, 
Divas. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, before we go on to anything else, here's what I just read. Here's what I'm seeing on right now. Okay. All right. Bill Goldberg has agreed to work the 2017 WWE Royal Rumble pay-per-view from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, according to a new report from Pro Wrestling Sheet. This could be why WWE booked Goldberg to look so strong as he squashed Brock Lesnar at tonight's Survivor Series pay-per-view in Toronto. Goldberg reportedly made the deal this week and will be participating in the 30-man Rumble main event for just the second time in his career. No word yet on a potential WrestleMania 33 match, but anything is possible. Hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting, I'd say. Hmm. Well, that, 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 is, no, I can't say. that leaves a big million-dollar question. I mean, I mean, like we mentioned, I mean, where, we'll have to find out where they go from here. But uh, we know Goldberg's going to be there tonight. We understand Lesnar, of course, flew back, obviously, to his neck of the woods of Western Canada. Although, like I said, Rusev did make fun of him on Twitter, as I mentioned. And if I'm uh, uh, Brock right now, I would love to go be a Raw right now and just really take Rusev's neck and twist it like a human pretzel. Yeah, that's another match I'd like to see, Brock and Rusev. I think we're going to, because after what Rusev said to him last this morning on Twitter, and they're fighting, of course, in Mexico City a week from Saturday at the house show in Mexico City, I think, Howard, you could start teasing it after Mexico City. You could start really building it up into the Rumble going into late January. I think that would be a great match for late January in San Antonio if you could book them. You really could. We'll see, guys. I mean, there's going to be a lot to talk about this week, obviously, with Thanksgiving, however. I mean, we're definitely going to talk about the NXT. We're going to talk about, of course, Sunday Night Show. We're going to talk about Raw, of course, uh, tomorrow night on the Revolution Show. And we're just about wrapping it up here in a few minutes. I know we got a lot to uh, dive into. Of course, we got uh, a very interesting game tonight there in Mexico City between the Texans and the Raiders. But, of course, however, they're in Toronto one more time in Gerard T. Smith's neck of the woods, however. It should be an interesting show. Last week, however, they almost went to a 2-0. We're going to get raw ratings and predictions in right now. Let's start it off with Michelle. What do we see tonight in our main event, and what is the rating going to be this week? Heading into Thanksgiving, Michelle. Yeah, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to have to go because we have practice. All right. Uh, I'm going to keep it the same as far as the rating 2.0. All right. I don't think it's going to go up Mm -hmm. at all. Um, What? The main event? Yes. Hmm. Uh, I like to see Roman and Seth team up against whoever. Okay, sounds good. And we will definitely catch you on the flip side tomorrow night on Revolution and hopefully next Monday as well. And uh, hopefully when we have uh, the return of the Heartbreak Kid, if you will, how we will finally get the Seth Rollins trivia contest going once more. So tell Caleb, have a good practice, and we will catch up with you tomorrow night, Michelle. All right. Take care, guys. Yeah. Bye. Have a good night. All right, that was the Black Widow, the First Lady of Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, the host of Women's Revolution, which, by the way, every Friday night you can listen to 139927-pound here on Talk Shoe with Women's Revolution. Next, we go down to Trinity, North Carolina, however, if you will, as we continue our uh, crossing of the past, if you will, to the boss man himself, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw. Chad, what do we see this week, Howard, in the Raw Reigns, and what is our main event? 
this is entitled the future because the future is looking also bright as we continue to head down the path heading into the new year and in the holiday season ladies and gentlemen this is the oscar theme we want to thank you for listening to us today we'll be back next monday next monday hopefully we'll have your trivia challenge back up and running we'll also have tlc early predictions ladies and gentlemen and also we hope to have a few more guests join us so for now joining us live from ringside with Mr. Corey Graves himself, John Gross, with none other than Michael Cole, Chad Hinshaw. This is Byron Saxton or JBL, the Iceman, Jared D. Jones, saying so long from ringside. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great Monday night, everyone, and have a great Thanksgiving week, gang. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good night, everyone. John, take us out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.